Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. We back a new year and a new NFL playoff format debuts hours from now. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Usually here 8 to 9 a.m., but bumped up a couple hours early for BetQL's countdown to kickoff at 7. Appreciate my guy Eli Herskovich filling in for me over the last couple weeks. Boom! He gave you guys a 5-0 last week on college hoops. Eh, per usual for Eli. To all the football today and tomorrow, we hit up the Alpamonte Nissan hotline, Alpamonte Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. I love the expanded playoff format in the NFL. One bye on each side. We get out to 14. The Bears are in it. And maybe not be excited about that one Sunday afternoon, but love having a triple header football all weekend long. Uh, Joe Ostrowski with you on Early Odds Sports Radio 670, The Score. So we bring in our guy, Joey Kanish at Joey Kanish 22 describes himself as a gambling Twitter degen. And Kanish, I, I want to thank you on this public platform first off. You were on Bet Sweats on Radio.com on the morning of December 14th. And you're like, fellas, I know it's SEC Championship Week. But there is an opportunity right now for the Heisman Trophy. Devontae Smith is available at 5-1 to one at some shops, and it looks like he's going to be winning the Heisman. Most already moved it to two. Get yourself some Devontae Smith. I, I don't remember ever seeing something like that. Conference championship week, the Heisman Trophy winner by a landslide was sitting at 5-1. to one. 
Joe, yo, baby, great to be on with you. And no, man, that was that was a nice cash, just insane year on the Heisman of, of a one a non QB wins, uh, and two, yeah, you had the winner sitting there, um, you know, at, at at five to one the week of the SEC title game. So no, that it was it was just a. Uh, I mean, wild year in college football all around. But yeah, that was such a unique year to be able to have like uh, a skill position player right now on the current climate win. Um, but he was incredible. Um, and I'm glad we were able to to cash with that uh, and get it out to the listeners and get a good price. Because yeah, I, I don't think you'll see too many scenarios where, I mean, most cases, uh, whoever's going to win the Heisman is pretty much known or heavy chalk that week. Uh, to be able to get a five to one out there widely available was a nice catch for us. Kanish, let's go over these six playoff games that we'll be watching today and tomorrow. But first off, let's talk about process. What's most important to you? Of course, we're breaking down all these matchups, watching how the market moves with this stuff. But a lot of chatter every time we get to wild card weekend. Okay, the postseason is here. You have these quarterbacks making their debut. You have head coaches that don't have playoff experience. We have one team where the offensive coordinator, who hasn't called plays all year, is going to be calling the plays. Uh, when you see QBs without that playoff experience, is that something you want to fade? How important is it? I try not to get too wrapped up uh, in a lot of the angle stuff and a lot of the, the, the trends and whether it be, you know, you've seen first time QBs have success. You know, it, it really, you got to take it just case by case. There's rarely anything that's going to be, um, you know, a trend or, or, you know, that type of, uh, you know, media pun an angle that, that that's really substantial that you can quantify and put into a game. So I, I try and kind of block a lot of that stuff out. And again, we're, you know, in basically what's what's week 18 of the NFL, the lines are going to be tight. Uh, you know, the books take a ton of money on these games. So it's going to be very, very finite if there, if there is, you know, edges out there um, and, number of ways to play it but for the most part um uh, you know when i recommend for people out there it's don't get me wrong i'm gonna have some fun money on every game uh oh, but yeah. you got to be careful as far as this isn't the weeks usually to be you know doing the uh the max bombs or the big plays and that because <laughs> lines are tight it's really really tough out there but hopefully we can find you know a couple of, couple of edges to play here so far uh you know at least uh, over the weekend let me put it out there, and I'm glad you brought up the trends and how noisy some of this stuff can be. Like, I want to punch myself in the face. So if you see me, you know, I look like I'm a little beat up over the weekend. I mean, every time I see a tweet or a talking head bring up a trend about home dogs, stop. There's no crowd or there's 6,000. We talked about it for 17 weeks, Kanish, how what we've learned this season. Now, it took a little time for us to be sure about it. But right. one thing that we learned is that home field is a big fat zero this season. And we get to the playoffs and we have all these people that do uh, sports betting content that push it out. And they're talking about this trend of home dogs. Just stop. You got to take it in, in a nutshell here where even this weekend, you're going to have and, you know, a couple of places like Buffalo is going to have a small crowd. You know, does that going to have any? Whereas other places are going to be absolute zero. So, you know, these overarching, encompassing, like, well, you know, dog, yeah, you got to throw that stuff out. I mean, you got to throw it out anyway, but you really got to throw it out this season. Um, it's a unique year. Like everything, you know, a lot of stuff has changed. You got to you gotta adapt. You got to go with what's current. So um, if anything, the edges that, that's kind of been there, jumping on COVID information. Uh, you know, rarely you're going to see, like, um, you know, Browns, Steelers open up three and a half, four, it's up to six. Usually you don't see that big of a move, you know, in a wild card weekend once the market's established. But that's the, 
that's the world we're living in right now. You got to be on top of the information um, and just work with what you got as far as the numbers are concerned and, and you know, leave that background noise out of it. No doubt. Joe Ostrowski with my guest, Joey Kanish. This is Sports Radio 670, the score early odds with you Saturday mornings. Now let's go through these games, chronological order. Uh, game one of six, the uh, early game this afternoon. It starts at noon in the AFC. We've got the seventh seed Colts, even though they won 11 games this year. They are the seven. They have to go to Buffalo, as you mentioned. Now the Bills are favored by six and a half, a total of 51. Uh, Kanish, one thing that stood out to me all week on this matchup is I hear Bill's love everywhere I go. Every teaser, every parlay is going to be tied <laughs> to this game. Everybody loves Buffalo. They're America's team. They're the hot team coming in. It was amazing what they did to the Dolphins last week. And my question to you is, well, why isn't this at seven yet? No, and I, and I agree with Well, I tell you why, it's not at seven because uh, some of the sharp players out there bought up the seven. So I think you're going to see this go, you know, as you said, it, it's going to be the money line and the teaser liability of the weekend. Um, I didn't buy any original seven. Um, I'm just going to kind of wait to see where this goes. See if a square book will give me uh, maybe a seven, you know, an easy cheap seven or seven and a half. This is one, if you want to take the Colts, I would just let it marinate. Now, the only thing I'll put this disclaimer in is I think they will play, but if Diggs and Beasley who both didn't practice, it sounds like Diggs is playing and Beasley isn't. Yep. 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 Yeah. I think that's probably the, the likeliest case. And, and I thought the Beasley, it, it's not a number mover, but it does have some impact um, as a guy, you know, who was a good slot receiver, like to move the chains in that. But um you know, NFL wild cards are one of those rare times where there can be so much public money where it actually the books will take off some of the liability by giving you, uh, you know, if some places is real heavy on six or six and a half or square books are on that. They'll, they'll move it to a seven. You know, so NFL wild card weekends are so heavily bet where I think you're going to see so much teaser liability and bills action. Uh, if you want to be on the Colts, I would wait for it um, and see if you can get a seven maybe even, you know, a little bit of a, a cheap seven and a half. I don't have a play yet on this game. Uh, if anything, I would lean under at some of the 51 and a half that are out there. If I do see a, a seven pop with the, the Colts again on Saturday, I think that'll be a small play for me outside of that. Yeah. I know this will be the, the teaser game of the century. So it makes it dicey, but again, I, I think the bills are a better team. It's filled with rivers. It's outdoors uh, in the cold <laughs> and they, they'll have to absolutely dominate on the ground to win this game. Correct. So I want to follow up with a quick prop and uh, get your thought on it. They do have to dominate on the ground. They need to control the clock, keep that Bills offense off the field. What do we think about Jonathan Taylor over 72 and a half rushing yards, the way he's been carrying the rock of late? And Rivers, if he's passing a lot, they're in trouble. They don't have a shot in this game. Correct. And, and, yep. and they might be in a game script spot where they're going to have to pass to catch up. But I have a tough time believing, Kanish, that they that Rivers goes over 36 and a half pass attempts. No, I agree with that. And especially if the Colts are, you know, if there's any type of script where they're out front, they are just going to pound. They are going to be absolutely on the ground, all that. So I, I think, one, I like it anyway, because I think unless this gets to be, you know, like a 20-point game or something like that, I think they're going to stick with the plan. And keep pushing Taylor. Bill struggle a little bit in the in the run defensive part. And again, as you said, they don't want you know old uh, you know wild arm Phil to be slinging it uh, you know forty times in this game. So yeah, I like the Taylor overs. Uh, there was a uh, some props out there as far as like 
leading rusher on wild card weekend um, that, that had some Taylor 10 to one. Uh, I took a flyer on that again. It's a game script thing. If the Colts get out, they're going to, you could see the really, you got a cap, like who's going to be able to get as many carries as Derrick Henry. And there's really only a handful of guys. And one of them would be Taylor. If the Colts are winning, could get in that 25 to 30 carry range um, has the ability to break one. So I like the Taylor overs uh, and I like a little sprinkle on him to, uh, to lead the, the wild card weekend in rushing. This afternoon, the Rams and the Seahawks for the third time this season. Sean McVay trying not to uh, make any sort of announcement on which quarterback will be under center. The books don't care. They're still posting a line. So it tells you about the value of Jared Goff, whether it's going to be Goff or Wolford in this game. Now Cooper Cup returning, Andrew Whitworth on that offensive line. So that's good news for L.A. And it's been a tale of two seasons for Seattle. Russ, you can cook in the first half, second half of the year. Not so much. Uh, Seattle favored by three. Total of 42. Kanish, if there's one game where I don't even have a lean on a side, it is this matchup. But the total is intriguing to me because in their first matchup in Week 10, it was 55. It went under. A a big adjustment just a couple of weeks ago. It goes from 55 down to 48. It goes well under. And now we're sitting here today – and it's going from 55 to 48 down to 42. <laughs> what do you think? I, I tell you what, 41 was the buy point for me. There were some 41 and a halfs out there. Um, and at 41, I was going to buy it on over here. It, it hasn't hit there just yet. Um, and if anything, I, I don't know if it's going to get there. I think you might see a little over buyback. Uh, a sharp guy I know bought some 41 and a half. Um, I agree with you. I, I just think the total is, is too low, regardless of who plays quarterback for the round. I think it's going to be golf. Either way, uh, you, know, you know, as you saw last week uh, with the big market move on Sunday with the Rams, I don't know how much of a difference there are, especially to the spread that in, in between Walford and golf. So regardless of that, I do know of the plays on the week uh, that I do know some sharp people that actually bet for a living that, 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 that totally bet um, some, some big, big dollars. The only game this week uh, that I knew had some, some sizable action for people I know was Rams at four and a half. Um, it hit five at some places. Saw a couple large plays, um, you know, in the accounts and stuff, and some from some people I know at four and a half. That that would be what I would say is the uh, early sharp play of the week. What can you say about the, you know, the Seahawks team has been in like, this isn't like a one week they were down or two weeks. I mean, this has been their offense completely falling on its face for the second half of the season. Um, and, and I can't, you know, really point to a ton of reasons. Like it just doesn't add up that this team goes from, you know, 30 plus points a game down to, you know, whatever in the teens um, and, and just can't, you know, get anything going. But it, it's hard for me. Like that's not, it's such a, it's not like a small sample. It's not like a one game. I mean, it was legitimately the last six weeks of the season. They were, you know, a, a below average NFL offense. Um so, yeah, again, now it's down to around three. Uh, at three, I, I wouldn't have a play on the side, but I agree with you that that, that the total is is right there for me. At 41, I'm hoping to see a 41 um, because, that, you know, it's a big key in the NFL. I don't know if we'll see it, but 41 is definitely a buy for me on the over. Uh, Props-wise, once it gets posted everywhere, I'm, I'm curious what the Wolford rushing yards will be because uh, we saw McVay's going to use his mobility <laughs> a bit. He's going to have to. No, for sure. And you know what? You, you saw this um, – you know, I was, I was talking with some people, and we of like a it's a Jalen Hurts comparison of 
when he first started, they really couldn't set the the rushing yards high enough for the first few weeks. Not to say that Walford is Jalen Hurts in the rushing category, but it's a bottom line. He's a guy who can move. He's a guy who usually, you know, the young QBs, it's a one read and out. And they feel, you know, most comfortable where if their throw's not there, they're not going to go through three or four progressions. They're going to take off and run. And you saw with Hurts, his run, when, you know, his first game, when he was in the high 30s. His second game was in the 40s. His third game, it was in the 50s. Um, so that's probably one of those where it takes a little bit for, for you know, to catch up to how much volume they, 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 that he's going to run because you could see him run, you know, especially in a playoff game. They might even be some designed RPOs and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it, that is definitely one that's, um, you know, as far as peak interest, as far as uh, as far as I usually it'll probably be set too low. Uh, and it wouldn't be surprised me to get it see bet up if, it, you know, it does come in low. Yeah, definitely. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest this week, Joey Kanish at Joey Kanish 22. He's a pro better, does a great job with the NFL, gambling Twitter, DGen. And how about the nightcap? We've got the Bucks Dump and up. the football team. The Bucks <laughs> going on the road at Washington. Of course, everyone had that one. Washington, the only team in the playoffs below 500. Now, Tampa Bay. Favored by eight, a total of 44 and a half. Mike Evans, they're saying he's a game-time decision. Is McLaurin going to be out there for Washington? I don't know. Is Heineke going to take more snaps than Alex Smith? Maybe. Uh, Rivera's got him taking the majority of first-team reps in practice. You know, all week, Kanish, I'm trying to make a case for Washington. I'm buying into it a little bit, and I got to be honest with you. I thought the Heineke stuff, all that chatter going on earlier in the week was just a big ruse. I thought they were trying to throw off the scent, a little gamesmanship here in the postseason from one Ron Rivera. But it, it looks like it might be real that Alex Smith, we all know he's hobbled right now, but maybe he's not going to be out there the entire game. Maybe he's not going to be starting. I don't say this lately. I don't think you can win a football game with the version of Alex Smith that played on Sunday night football. Like, I, I just don't think he gives you a chance to, they, they would, if Jalen Hurts stayed in the game to me, they, they would have lost last week. They wouldn't even be here. I, I think you saw it after the first couple drives. So you look at what makes Alex Smith uh, even, you know, reasonably effective. It's usually the, the accuracy. Then he's not turning the ball over. He can move a little bit in the pocket. Um, all of that was out the window. Uh, I mean, you saw it where, I mean, you want to talk about couldn't move. He was in like the, the Philip Rivers range of like, you know, like he, he was limping. I don't think that version of Alex Smith gives you a, a reasonable chance uh, to, to compete in, in, in a game, especially against a team like Tampa. And you saw the Eagles made the adjustment la even when they were, you know, the, the parts of the game they were trying to win uh, <laughs> where they just started blitzing him in the, you know, as they get this into the second half, you like, they said this, this guy can't move. They started bringing pressure and you look at what the Washington offense is. It's they, they don't have, you know, their one McLaurin is banged up. They don't have a ton of explosive playmakers. Alex Smith isn't like a deep ball, you know, extraordinary, you know, long passing explosive play guy to begin with. And when you can't run the ball very well, and then he can't move, you can't sustain drives. You can't pick up first downs. And so I, I it wouldn't surprise me to see um, Heineke in this game or even starts because I just don't think you can, you know, after that, that time off, I was thinking that they were kind of like giving him additional time um, and he'd come back and be a hundred percent. He wasn't close to a hundred percent. Like he, he would, he was not even remotely. Um, I, it, it was painful to watch him in that second half. So 
again, you don't know exactly what you're going to get here. Uh, there were some early unders. That was my probably my favorite play of the week was when this was at 47. I was even um, okay with it at 45. It, you, now you've seen it mostly 44 and a half. I would still play an under 45. I think you'll see some more Tampa. If you want to play the, the football team, I, I'd even wait and give it some time because uh, I think this is only going one. Again, this is like the Bills, Bucks, teasers are going to be, you know, uh, bananas wow. over the weekend. Um, and, and I think people are just a lot of people are going to lay it with Tampa to begin with. Uh, and I think you'll see this tick up uh, as we get into you know, later on Saturday night. No doubt, Kanish. I was taking a look at the Tampa team total. Right now it is at 26, and I was considering the under in this tough matchup for Brady, but then it's like, boy, if Heineke's out there, this thing can get away. Turnovers, short fields, defensive or special teams touchdown. I, I'm not going there. I was taking a look at some of the touchdown props because the Bucks' offense – even if Evans isn't out there or he is just a decoy, there are some plus matchups, even though this is a stout Washington defense. There, there are some holes there. I mean, Godwin to score. He's got a good matchup, plus 140 on points bet, and Gronk at plus 165 to score. No, for sure. And you know what? It would be hard. You saw that Evans injury. I thought he was done for the season. Like, I, I thought, you know, look, when his, his knee was going, you know, the wrong way as he was trying to but then you see no structural damage i would be surprised if he's anything more than than a decoy this week after that uh i saw the the football doc on, on twitter um who has some uh you know you know some, usually some <laughs> decent analysis he's a little bit of a crazy guy in some some aspects uh but he actually has some decent uh injury analysis of that he thought if no structural damage it'd be more next week uh where he could get back to kind of you know being in a regular role not this week so We'll see. There's a lot of things going again. Well, number one, the football team can rush the passer. And there's a lot of, you know, a number of things that, that you know, when Brady has had bad games this year, it's gone against good pass rushes. Um, and they've got a good defense. Mike Evans has been their guy down the stretch here um, that they had just been, you know, force feeding. But again, as you said, you know, does, does they get some short fields? Does the Washington defense wear down? I love Bruce Arians as a, as a game planner too, is, is, um, you know, one of my favorites uh, as far as now giving him some, you know, in, in a playoff time and being able to, you know, see some different things here that, uh, you know, I would expect from like an Andy Reid. I think you'll see that kind of stuff from a Bruce Arians. It's not much that could get me on the, uh, you know, the, the football team here and prop wise um, there was a Godwin to lead the uh, uh, weekend in receiving yards, like 18 to one out there. I, oh. I bought some of that. Yeah, I know. I know. I even at, I, I think I saw, you know, 15 to one and 10 to one. It was down to yesterday. Um, I like a sprinkle on that because uh, number one, it was at, you know, they didn't have Antonio Brown listed. So he doesn't get graded in that. And number two, I don't think Evans is oh. either. He's not going to play or he's definitely not going to be a hundred percent. Overall, um, you know, hey, if you can get some uh, some Godwin looks there, as you said, with Godwin and Gronk, uh, I like those a lot because, hey, listen, they're going to be throwing the wall. The, the, the Bucks aren't going to iron a team that's going to run it, you know, 30 no matter what. So uh, if Evans isn't out there, if he's a decoy, you know they're going to start eating with the other guys. That's a sharp look, my friend. And by the way, we got through the handicap of this game, and we didn't even talk about Tom Brady's bedtime at 8 or 8.30. Oh, I know that. The trend. The, the, yeah, you can't <laughs> win past 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that's the case tonight. And how about the games tomorrow, including Bears Saints? Let's cover those next, so stay right there. This is an early edition of Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski and my guest, Pro better Joey Kanish on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Early odds, Saturdays right here on The Score.
On the line, pro better Joey Kanish sharing his info for this weekend on early odds with Joe Ostrowski. 670 the score. We just went over today's games. Rewind on the radio.com app if you missed it. Also, a triple header tomorrow. And this might be the game of the weekend. It's weird how they set up these times. I, I thought this was going to be the primetime matchup, and he could have made the case for the Bills game going on early this afternoon that that could have been the primetime matchup, but Tom Brady sells, I guess. Uh, Baltimore favored by three, total of 45.5 at the Tennessee Titans. Kanish, I'm shocked at this move. I, I, I heard some sharp people earlier in the week, and I understand exactly where they're coming from. It sounded like it was a lot of Ravens love, but apparently there's been some money coming into the market backing Tennessee because this was three and a half early in the week, and now we're sitting on that key number of three uh, going into tomorrow. No, no, you know, I, I would agree with that. I was a little, uh, you know, the some of the buyback here was, uh, you know, shocked me to a point. Um this for me is, you know, a square play of the week with me. I put Ravens uh, money line in a couple of lays. Um, I, I laid some even 170 when it was there. Um, I know Tennessee's, you know, had some good, you know, matchup with the Ravens here in the, in the, the past year or so. Um, I, I, I can't get to this Tennessee defense. Like, I, I don't think they do anything well. I, I think their best asset, you know, is in the secondary. And it's where that's not where the Ravens, you, this is a game where, you know, they, they'll, you know, fully unleash Lamar with, you know, 20 carries, 25 carries if he needs to. Um, the other side of this to me was, you know, this was ticking up. I thought the opener 54 was okay. It's gone up to 54 and a half, 55 some places. I was hoping to see a little bit more of that. Um, I'll be looking at, I think I'm going to buy a small piece of the under here at some point. And this is one that I'm going to let marinate a little bit to see where it goes. Um, Cause I don't think it'll go under 54, but I think you'll see a lot of ground action, you know, you know, with both teams. I, I thought the opener was fair. Now that it's gone up a little bit, if I can catch a 50, you know, I don't think 57 is realistic, uh, but that would be a buy for me on the under, but even a, a you know, a, a 55 and a half, 56 will be a, an underlook for me. Um, especially cause I think both teams, when they get out front, you know, want to be on the ground. Um, and Tennessee's a team that even playing from behind is still going to give Henry carry. So I know their defense is bad, uh, but this total for me is a little bit uh, a touch on the high side. So that'd be the look at current uh, would be either Ravens in a money line lay uh, or Titans under. Yeah, man. I, I went into this trying to make a case for Tennessee and I know the Titans have had their number over the last couple of years. And, and I have trust in Arthur Smith and that Titans offense. How do you get past this Titans defense? How, really... how do you do it, man? I just, it's such a mismatch there. And we'll hear about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs and all that. What, what do we think he's going to go his entire career? And he's never going to play well in the postseason. Of course he is. <laughs> and this run the Ravens are going on right now. I know they are bottom feeders, but my goodness, last five games, over 1,300 rushing yards, the most in any five-game stretch in the Super Bowl era by any team. They finished the year over 3,000 rushing yards. All these books are juicing up the Lamar Jackson rushing total. It doesn't have to be all on Lamar for them to win this game and cover the three points. No, for sure. For sure. And especially you've seen, they, they, they've really got it together. I mean, I mean, they, it's, you know, I know a lot of people are on this, but as far as uh, a dangerous team here throughout the end of the season, um, they're going to be scary this postseason. Um, and I don't think they, this Titans team, especially with the defense, is uh, 
you know, the way the, the team that can that can stop them. Um, so, no, I, I totally hear what you're saying. They've got, you know, the defense is healthier. I think you see, you know, the, the Lamar narratives I, I'm not buying into, uh, especially he was he was playing well down the street. I think the first half of the season, he, he wasn't healthy. The shoulder wasn't right. You know, you saw a lot of his passing metrics were all down um, and all that. And it's because I don't think he was he was playing banged up. He wasn't healthy. He got healthy second half of the year. Um and was really playing some good football down the stretch. Uh, and he is, he's, he is the most dangerous man in the playoffs right now. Uh, uh, healthy Lamar Jackson um, is, is can upset some things in the AFC. So I, but I think he'll get it done in this game. Breaking down all six wild card matchups for this weekend. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. My guest is Joey Kanish at Joey Kanish22 on Twitter. All right, uh, Bears fans are going to kind of break away from the Deshaun Watson rumors for a little bit here over the next couple of days, I think. that's It's funny, Kanish. Last couple of days, more interest in that than this actual game, much like the rest of the country. <laughs> Bears at the Saints. The point spread is 10. I've seen some 10 and a half action out there throughout the week. Total of 47. Trubisky says, hey, we've got nothing to lose. Everyone's overlooking them. Well, I'll agree with half of that. Uh, uh, He has something to lose. He might lose his job. Uh, The general manager might be fired. He has something to lose. There's a few other players they, they might get rid of. Tough injury situation for the Bears. The defense has been reeling in the second half of the year, and it doesn't look like Roquan Smith is going to be on the field for the team just in time for all of Drew Brees' weapons to return on offense. Michael Thomas and Kamara. It's hard to come up with a scenario outside of winning the turnover battle by at least a couple Kanish where the Bears can keep this close. Well, you know, Nagy and Trubo uh, back together again, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, this is a, this is a Bears fans dream right here. It's, uh-huh. it's, sure. You know, maybe get, extend them five years. You could, you could see this combo being dangerous for another five. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe this team in the playoffs. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's they needed really- some help. Yeah, they they need, need some help, help um, and they're in. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, hey, and, you, you know, they're playing with some house money. They definitely say that. Um, I don't I, – I, it's hard to see it. The one play in this game, uh, there was some 48 out there. I played in under 48. I would still play 47 and a half. Um, I, you know, down to 47 is okay for me. I didn't touch the – I just can't get to – I know some 10, yeah. 10 and a half. I know the numbers are out there. I can't get to that number. I told some, uh, I was talking to some people yesterday. I said, if this hits 11, I'm going to plug my nose and play the bears. Um, I, I don't see a scenario where they win per se. Um, but the saints offense ha- has been, you know, when you take away the, the saints, you know, if this was a saints home field crowd and the domes rock and then, you know, Trubisky's all shook and then, and then I could much more justify this, you know, being in double digits. Um, with an empty dome um, and not a calculating home field, like we said, um, and I, I'm not going to really buy into the, you know, the Bears offensive resurgence down the stretch based on who they played, but I think the defense is, is reasonable. And the Saints off, you know, I've been in Drew Brees all year. Um, they're a very, uh, you know, calculated offense and, and, you know, swing passes and, you know, some come here and short, you know, ball possession. So it, it's, 
it's a big number to cover for me. It's a touch high. Um, It would take a little bit more for me to back the Bears, uh, but I do think under is a decent look here as I'm not buying into, you know, the Bears uh, electric offense there um, that that we saw uh, in a couple of games against, you know, peasants down the stretch. But overall, (laughs) I I don't have uh, uh, too much of a, I think the number's getting to be a touch high, but, uh, you know, do I want to back Trubisky in a playoff game? No, I don't. No, I understand that. Uh, I don't have anything on the side either. We disagree on the total, though. I think this can go over. I've seen it too many times this year, especially where uh, garbage time, where these teams can go over the total. They went over the total earlier this year when they played. We've seen it against the good teams, no longer a contest. And then all of a sudden there's a garbage touchdown or two at the end from the Bears. Uh, Even last year when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, very high scoring game between these two teams. Uh, I can see uh, this being a high scoring game, even though it may not be all that close, but I I would be scared off if, if I'm going to lay the 10, like I say, New Orleans could be up by three, four scores, but in the end, Kanish, as you well know, it doesn't mean they're going to end up covering the 10 or 11. No, I totally agree with you that where, even if it is, then, you know, you've got the backdoor potential, uh, you know, you, you really, you know, the saints, if you're, you know, you get a turnover to, you know, again, it's a, it's a tough one to, to the stomach here uh, yep. in the playoffs, but I think the numbers, uh, you know, they getting a touch. I know everybody will be on, you know, the money line here uh, and that. So it'll be uh, one of those where, yeah, if you, if you want some bears, uh, boy, oh boy, plug your nose and, and sit back and hope uh, a little Mitch magic and uh, can keep this within 10. <laughs> and the old defense shows up. You definitely need that tomorrow night. Brown Steelers going to wrap up wild card weekend. And this is challenging, man, because the Steelers, since they're 11 and 0 start a lot of issues, a lot of issues. The, the guys still can't even catch the ball. And uh, everybody was sitting last weekend and they're favored by six against the Browns. Why? because they don't have their play caller. They're missing guys on the offensive line. They don't practice all week. And here's Baker Mayfield making his playoff debut. The number six, total 47 and a half. How do we handicap this one? Can this something we haven't, another thing we haven't seen before. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know what? This was, this was probably my favorite play of the week before the Rona. And, and then of course, uh, Freaking Steelers who are, you know, running pure this season. Um, you know, you get out Stefanski, you know, a couple of players. I, I tell you what, Lane are going to lay some more six this morning. Uh, I was hoping to see, <laughs> waiting to see where this gets up. Um, there's some cheap sixes uh, around in some of the square books. I, it's I can't it's going numbers. one direction, Kanish. You know this. It's going. One I direction. know it. I know it. I know it. Um, I, I, and again, I was waiting to see if we get a seven. Uh, that that was going to be, I, I, you know, I know that people, you know, the nair and the run and Stefanski being out, yeah, it's hard to quantify how much that means. But obviously, it's not great. Um, and some of the Browns being the facility shut down. The bottom line is, I, I can't get to this number with these two teams. Um, I, I've been thinking the Steelers were overvalued all year. I still maintain that they lost two of their best defensive players. Um, and, and, and I just they've their offense has been very, very average. Uh, I don't think Big Ben is the kind I know getting him a, a week of rest uh, was, you know, a nice thing to to kind of get him back, uh, you know, to, to not being, uh, you know, a complete fossil like he was the last few games. But overall, 
I can't get to six here. Uh, I just can't. It would be a Browns or nothing play for me. Uh, I'll even see if it, you know, we can touch seven. Uh, I, you know, it's a more Browns for me, but I understand some of the, the, the impact. Maybe it has more of an impact than I'm, than I'm quantifying, but the bottom line is uh, the, the Steelers aren't six point better than the Browns uh, a fully, you know, for the most part, what'll be a fully stacked Browns team uh, just missing a couple coaches. Okay. Interesting. I uh, want to get your thoughts on my angle here. All of these issues we're talking about with the Browns on the offensive side of the ball. And then they're going, it's a tough matchup against the Steelers D. What do you think about Cleveland under 20 and a half? You know, it's definitely a tough matchup. Um, I don't have a great, you know, feeling this. It's open around 46 and a half, got to 47. Um, I know they'll obviously want to run some Nick Chubb. Uh, you haven't seen, you know, for a moment there, for a moment, you thought like, Though this Baker Mayfield was breaking out, like this is going to be the Mayfield that people thought he was going to be, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's. But then, you know, they had the the game against the Jets where they missing all the receivers. They kind of really stumbled down the gate last week. Um, it, it's almost like you know, I don't know if they'll be able to get back to that version of the Browns' offense. It was like they peaked uh, almost a month early. Um, but I can't fault you there. Going against a good defense, um, I think, you know, the, the old school AFC, you know, North Slugfest here. Um, it, it's funny because both of these offenses uh, have been kind of, you know, up and down peaks and valleys throughout the year. So I don't have a great feeling total. But, yeah, if I if I had to play it, uh, I would definitely lean on the under there in the team total. See, we're a couple of Midwest guys. I'm in Chicago. You're in Detroit. And now we've got Cleveland. Like, they finally make the playoffs. And this is what they de- have to deal with days after trading their superstar shortstop. Francisco Lindor. I mean, it just doesn't. You can't make this up being a Cleveland sports fan. I don't need even need to mention 2016 and what happened in Game Seven with that rainout and extra innings against the Cubs. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> one of the you haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years, and then uh, the the week of the playoffs, you're 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 the team that gets Corona the week of the playoffs. So no, it's is. Yeah, Midwest football here. We're just uh, where we, you know, we're so, we're so blessed with uh, a lot of the, the the luck. You know, it's basically you know Patriots Junior here with Lions, Browns, Bears uh, in this uh, in this you know you know Chicago, Illinois, Michigan uh, trifecta here. So yeah, I don't know. I still I still think the numbers high, um, and I know a lot of people. I know the Steelers' money will be coming in and rolling, um, but. I can't get to I can't get to six, and if it goes a little higher than that, then I you know, I, I can't get I, I definitely can't get to seven. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the Browns this week. Uh, and you know, another plug your nose uh, special there. Congrats on Harbaugh, by the way. Oh yeah, hey, we're he's back, baby. Now uh, <laughs> Ohio State and Notre Dame are shaking in their boots. <laughs> How about it, man? Um, we we've got Monday. Let's not forget. I I don't know that we can advocate making a play right now for the national championship game with so many things up in the air. It might be second, third stringers on this Ohio state defensive line an extremely high total, but what sort of advice would you give our early odds listeners on betting this game? Is this a situation where you're going to have to wait as long as you can, much like uh, the entire college football season. So you get as much info you, you can possibly uh, gather up going into this match. Through some Kanishi moles here, uh, you know, what I heard is basically that you know, Tyreek Smith uh, and Togiai, Togiai, the Ohio State defensive lineman um, that played very well in, in the semi will both be out uh, with, with COVID. The, the the interesting, you know, pieces, uh, you know, they had a couple of guys who, who missed that game originally on the defensive line, Zach Harrison 
another name who's escaping me right now missed it who i thought would be back um but that's one to watch if those guys aren't back then they're they're down basically four or five guys on, on the you know on the d line as far as the rotation is concerned and that's real you know against you know the best one of the best offensive lines we've seen in college football in the last you know five years on this bam offensive line um I think depending on you'll see this even kind of right up. I, if you want to play Ohio state, I would just wait on it. That was going to be the side I would play. I don't love, uh, you know, you know, them missing, um, you know, you know, a couple of guys on the D line. I'm going to sit there and I don't have much on the total either. You know, 75 is, is, you know, kind of right smack dab where, where I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, this is one of those, if you want to be on Ohio state, I'd let it marinate a little bit. Um, I don't love both of those guys because both of those guys were really, really good in the semifinal. So now with both of them out, uh, you're going to have to have a couple of guys come back and play well uh, to kind of match uh, their performance there. I even see some nine that popped, uh, you know, at DraftKings there. Um, so, you know, if, if, if a 10 sneaks up there, that, that I would, you know, I think you got it. Cause I, I you know, especially with how Justin Fields looked, uh, I don't think this Bama defense is an elite unit. So I'll be looking, uh, you know, to pl- probably play some Ohio state uh, and then get in a little bit of prop action uh, at some point, but let this one uh, sit here and then see if we can get a little more information. Cause if Ohio state's down four or five guys in the defensive line, then, then it's gotta be a pass. Um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me to see more Bama money there just cause the offensive line's too good. Um, and they need, you know, those guys were so impactful in the semifinal and now without them um, it's going to be, it was always, it was already going to be a tough task for the Ohio state defense. Now it's going to be real tough. Just wrap up this wretched season already, man. (laughs) I'm done. I'm so done with it. It's fine. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's just ridiculous. Let's get to 2021 already. That's where I'm at. Uh, Follow Kanish. He's a NFL pro better at Joey Kanish 22 at Joey Kanish 22. Kanish, three great days of sports. Uh, enjoy it, and best of luck, my friend. Thanks, brother. Great to have you on. Good talking to you. Good luck this weekend. All three of today's NFL wildcard games will air in its entirety right here on 670 The Score. If you're looking for more sports betting info on these contests, subscribe to my weekday podcast. It's called Bet Sweats. My co-host, NFL analyst Ross Tucker, Excellent content, terrific guests all week. Jim Miller joins me next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, usually 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Early Odds, Saturdays right here on The Score. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, a bit earlier this Saturday morning on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And every week here on Early Odds, we check in with Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim. On Twitter, Jim, I know the racing season is done until March, uh, but you have horses for us, and we've got some NFL playoff action to discuss. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it was weird. The season ended about a week ago, and it was a great fall meet, Joe, but things went really well, and this is only a very short break. We're back on March the 6th, so horses continue to train at Hawthorne, but there is a lot of action that's going on across the country. So here's the three horses for Saturday. We'll start out at Gulfstream Park, race number 10, Bet this horse across the board. The two, Casa Creed, 8-1 to one in the morning line, has speed, comes in off three straight grade one starts and should be tough. Then go to Santa Anita, race eight, bet the three, fighting mad to win. And in race nine, bet the seven, Jolie Olympica to win. They're both favorites. Both should easily handle those fields. But maybe it's going to build our bankroll a little bit, Joe, for wildcard weekend because this is awesome. Three games Saturday, <laughs> three games Sunday. This is something that we've never seen before, and there's so many options out there. 
Uh, don't forget about the national championship on Monday too, Jim. Oh my, what do you do with the over under on that? <laughs> 74 and a half is the total. Well, I'm holding off. I'd like to know which players are actually going to be participating in the game. Yep. There, there's some rumors that it, it could be a tough situation for the Ohio state Buckeyes. So I'm going to hold off as long as possible on that one. Now, what I want to throw at you, Jim, I know you've got uh, something you want to discuss with the Rams Seahawks game, a matchup that really confounds me a bit, but yep. uh, a couple of props that I'm taking a look at, and maybe they're points betting options. I, I want to check in with you on this. The first game of the six, we've got the Colts, Going up against the Bills, everyone's jumping on this Buffalo bandwagon. And for Indianapolis to have a shot here, they need to control the clock, keep that Bills offense on the sideline, control the game on the ground. They're right. going to have to run the football with Taylor. So over on his rushing yards isn't horrible, but what I'm taking a good look at is the Rivers passing attempts. You got to play the under 36 and a half. If it's over 36 and a half, it's ball game long over. And it, it's right. just, that means the culture is playing catch up all day. Well, and the thing is, if you think Indy has a shot to win the game, then you got to play the under on this as well, because 51 and a half is the total, but Indy's defense is good. I'm, I'm a little surprised at that total. So I agree with you, but here's the thing. You have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Naheem Hines is going to get some carries as well. So mm -hmm. that pass attempts under your right, if Indy's going to keep it a ball game, that's the route you have to play that. That seems like a huge number. Okay. If, if Indy's getting blown away, then you know, you're going to lose the bet, but if it's even a ball game or if Indy gets a lead, that, that seems like a winner to me. What about Brady under the passing yards tonight going up against this Washington front? That's the one thing about that, too. Uh, this is a low total. This is the low, one of the lower totals of the weekend. Washington's going to come after him. They're going to blitz him. The question is, what is Washington going to do as well offensively? Because I think the way that they're going to keep this a ball game too, is to keep it on the ground and try to control the clock. So for me, again, I'm looking under on a total here. I think it's yep. going to be a low scoring game. And I just think it, it could be more of a game of, of Leonard Fournette actually getting some carries out of the backfield for Tampa too. The prop for Brady at points bet is 297 and a half. And if you want to do the points betting, that's where I'm taking a look. It's 294. If you want to wow. go under 294 wow. against a strong defense, don't know what kind of Mike Evans, if at all, they're saying it's right. a time decision in Ronald Jones back. This might be a run heavy game. And man, Brady's been bad at night. I, it, he's been really bad at night, including losing to the bears. Well, and he's bad at night. He's also bad when he's under pressure. He's not a mobile quarterback. The Bears pressured him earlier on in the season. You look and see what Green Bay was able to do out going after him when they can put some pressure on him. It just wouldn't surprise me at all. if Even if Tampa wins the game, Brady could be down around that 250 mark for them to win the game. Jim, what were you thinking about Ramsey Hawks today? So here's what I want to watch for the Rams Seahawks. And, and they've had a couple matchups this season, too, which helps a lot but it's where Jalen Ramsey lines up. Because when you're looking at the points betting, twice this year, he's lined up on DK Metcalf, and twice this year, he's pretty much held Metcalf in check. So I want to watch what the number is going to be on Metcalf for the points betting in terms of betting the under on his total. But then you go to the other end of the field, that kind of means that Tyler Lockett could be the guy that you bet over for Seattle. Because we've seen throughout the course of the year, Russell Wilson can lock on a receiver give them multiple targets early on in a game. And if they're hooking up, he's just going to stick with that one guy. We've seen big games for Lockett at times. We've seen big games for Metcalf. I think it's where Jalen Ramsey lines up. And I think he lines up right across from DK Metcalf today. 
I was looking at this the other day. How many receiving yards is Ramsey giving up per game? It can't be a ton. What are you thinking? Is 45, 50? 20. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So pay close. He's that good. He that. is. Yes. And that's, that's what you have to watch. I mean, both of Metcalf's games were just pedestrian type receiver games where he didn't even get a ton of targets, didn't get that big play. I don't even think they try that big play against Ramsey if it's Metcalf lining up against him. No doubt. Yeah, that's why a lot of people are playing this under and this total all the way down to 42. When these two teams met in the middle of the season, it was 55. And here in the playoffs, wild card round, it is in the low, low 40s. We'll see if it gets below that key number of 42. Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, appreciate all the info. And I keep telling people, go check out points bet. A lot of different options to bet on all these six games the next two days and also Monday with the national championship. Yeah, options glory. You have the name your wager option out there as well. Go on out there, find something you like and make a little bit of money. Thank you, Jim. You got it. Thanks, Joe. If you like what you've heard this morning, follow me on Twitter at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Listen to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, usually Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m., and there's my weekday podcast, Bet Sweats, on the BetQL Audio Network. And speaking of BetQL, the BetQL countdown to kickoff is next, right here on The Score. Back here next Saturday at 6 for Early Odds. Best of luck, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t